most of us have gotten premonitions of something that's going to happen in the near future. Sometimes they come true, sometimes they don't. On this episode of Survivor Angels, my guest will talk about her premonitions, intuition, angel messages. She's going to explain exactly what happens with her. It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody. My guest today on Survivor Angels is Pamela Collings. Pamela and I met in Savannah a few months ago and became fast angel friends. In, in a manner of speaking, mm-hmm. Pamela has had some questions. She's also had angel experiences and she also has thoughts. Mm-hmm. So let's start out with some of the things that you've sort of glommed onto as you've thought more about angels since we met. Well, I think since we've met, because when I when I knew that you were an angel person, I was so curious to listen to you interviewing other people because I knew I had questions. I knew that I hadn't quite put my finger on what are the angelic influences in our life versus what is our intuition? What is our own personal guidance system? And since we left Savannah and knowing I was going to talk to you again, I really have been thinking about it pretty close to every day. And I've gone through a lot of these very vivid and impactful moments of my life where I have realized that those things really indeed were angelic uh, interventions in my life. And, um, you know, I think we all have those nudges and hints and feelings and intuitions. Like you go, you know, you're walking to the train and you don't like the look of that creepy guy in the trench coat at the end of the hallway. So that's your instinct. That I think is a part of your internal guidance system that says, eh, maybe go the other way. That guy kind of looks creepy or that place isn't safe. And I think we all have a really good um, instinct for that as long as we listen to it. But I think there are those times where we don't listen to our instincts. We don't listen to our own intuition. And I think that is when a higher power steps in and we get the divine intervention that in a lot of cases probably saves our lives. Absolutely. Yes. And in fact, you sat in on some of the interviews that I did in Savannah. Mm-hmm. You were the listening ear and and heard a couple of them, like from Shannon and Jennifer, which which their podcast is coming up now in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it, that is so true. And I, I think you've nailed it on the head. You know, how do you sort out the intuition and how do you mm-hmm. sort out the angels? And that was a very good way to describe it. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So let's go to your angel story. Well, the one that first occurred to me when I met you was when I was really little. And it's easy to dismiss yourself if you're a little kid, you don't have that confidence, you're not really sure what's just happened to you. 
But one time as a family, we were in the car driving down to Cape Cod. I grew up in Massachusetts, and that's your summer rite of passage to go down the Cape in the summer. And it was back in the days of the windows that roll down with the handle. So it was probably late 70s, early 80s. And we're in traffic. Traffic started to move. And all the windows are down, hot summer day. My dad never had a car with air conditioning, never had a car with even FM radio. We always suffered. And so we're heading down the highway and starting to gain speed. And I heard a voice that was not my voice that said, your mom needs to roll up her window. And I kind of was like, huh, that's interesting. And I started to look around and I did see there's a big truck in front of us and then other families in station wagons with bikes and floats and lawn furniture. So I'm just kind of surveying the situation and we're gaining more speed as traffic starts moving. And I heard it again, much more insistent, calm, but insistent. And the voice said, your mom needs to roll up her window now. And Everyone in the car is talking. Everyone's busy. I'm the baby. Nobody listens to the baby. And, and I must have said to my mom maybe two or three times, can you please roll up your window? Can you please roll up your window? Meanwhile, it is hot. Nobody wants to roll up their window in this car. But I must have gotten to a point where I, I got through to her and she's rolling up her window. And just at that last second, doesn't a four by four uh, wooden piece fall off the tr truck in front of us and slams our car right at my mom's window. And all I could think is, oh my goodness, she rolled up her window just in time. She could have gotten really seriously hurt. And that stuck with me for a very long time. I probably was five or six years old and I couldn't think of, well, where did that voice come from? Who told me to tell her that? And as I got older, I heard that voice a lot. Um, there was another story I didn't tell you, Jody, where I was in college and I was on a train. I used to commute into the city for my summer job and I was temping at a, a big financial firm. And again, back in the day, no cell phones. You just hopped on your train, you get to work. Um, and I am kind of a creature of habit. And every morning I would get the same breakfast at the same coffee shop, go to the same train, get on the same seat in the same car every morning. And I would pull out my book, drink my coffee. And that morning, as I sat in my seat, I heard the voice say, you need to get up and move. And I was like, oh, that's gonna be a pain. I have all my crap and my, my, my coffee and my books and my bag. And I heard the voice again and it said, you need to get up and move. And so I gathered my things. I'm like, okie doke, I'm doing what I'm told. And even the conductor who punched my ticket every morning, he's like, where are you going? I said, you know, I think I'm going to sit in that car today. And I completely moved cars. Uh, long story short, we start moving towards the city. And there was a, a very horrible accident where someone uh, commit suicide by jumping off a bridge into the train. And the train was disabled. I was panic stricken. Oh, the part that I forgot to say, 
is I kind of pictured this in my head as that voice was telling me to move. I had this image of this tragedy, which I think is what really promoted me to move. Um, I had even written it in my journal. I, it really impacted me at the moment. And then when the accident actually did happen and the train is stopped, I'm panicking because I'm going to be late for work. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. But on top of all of this, I saw this. I had this message. And we were there for quite a while. It was quite an quite a operation to get things attended to, get another train out, get everyone moved. And the conductor had come up to me. He said, thank goodness you moved because where the boy hit was exactly where you were seated. And had I been there, I would have seen things I didn't want to see. And I remember, again, thinking like that's the same voice that's been guiding me. And, um, and it, it's happened multiple times in my life where beyond my own instinct, because you wouldn't have the instinct. You don't, you can't tell the future. You don't exactly, you, you know, we can read what's in the moment, but we can't read the future necessarily. And that's when I think that angelic intervention comes to help us and protect us and guide us. And I think a lot of people get these messages and maybe don't listen or don't trust it or, don't know maybe what it is. And, and I, I think that's, that's why, you know, your, your message here, you're showing so many people that, that we get these messages all the time. And it really is about having that trust and that faith and that love and you, and, and a bit of bravery. Cause maybe in that moment, you might seem a little goofy to pick up your things and suddenly move or have someone roll up a window on a hot day. So you have to be willing to, to go out on a limb a little bit to to complete that message or complete that mission. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean you just think about so many tragedies that we we know about because of the media and everything and you just wonder sometimes if somebody didn't get a message ahead of time that would have prevented something and they simply didn't listen or was that meant to happen. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't have all the answers, but absolutely we get the messages and it's it's like take a pause don't take too long of a pause you know mm -hmm. think about it but then you're getting yeah. some guidance is what you're getting yeah. maybe even a warning mm -hmm. and i think unfortunately right. we live in a world today where we're so, we're really distracted and i have this battle of a teenager and i have this battle over how much time do, are we going to spend on your phone or, you know, scrolling through Facebook or watching TikTok. And, and I think there's lots of beautiful things that can happen on social media. But I think, unfortunately, when we get sucked into our devices or get distracted by work or anything, we aren't taking the time to pause and listen. And I think that's when we sort of train ourselves out of hearing our, our guidance. I, I sort of desensitize us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're no longer grounded as like if if we just move away from all of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So anything recently that's happened that you've gotten a message? So, you know, I feel like I get lots of little things. But when when I had my first baby, so my, now my teenager. So this is probably a good maybe 13 years ago. I was in the car. And we were driving home from my mom's house 
And again, I kind of tend to be a creature of habit. I drive the same way all the time. I'm, I'm very predictable. And um, it just, I had this very strong message to pull the car over. And not in a great neighborhood, late at night, raining. I just wanted to get home. There was I, the baby, you know, babies in cars don't always, it's not necessarily a good combination. I just wanted to get home. And I heard this very insistent pull the car over. And I did. And through the intersection right in front of us, sped a car who looked like it was going 100 miles an hour. And we probably would have just been flattened. And I think, again, it's, it's one of these things, you know, you're a new mom, you're stressed out, you're tired, you want to go home, you want to do anything but waste more time but it ends up possibly saving your life. So I always think if you do get that feeling to take a different turn or maybe wait five minutes before you leave the house or something gets in your way, I always tell people like, don't get upset that you're late because maybe there's a reason why you're late. Maybe, you know, God put something in your path to prevent you from something horrible happening or put something in your path to direct you towards something wonderful happening. So I, that's I, for sure. We've got those moments too. <laughs> and you mentioned that you had questions. So I think a lot of my questions were when I met you and I, and I was it's in that period of, of wondering really what is, what is what is that angel voice and what maybe is our instinct because i think as children i, I grew up in the catholic church and you, you're in these beautiful giant buildings with stained glass windows and angels seem so big and maybe separate from us and and it's you know they have these huge roles in the bible where they're bringing these really massive messages to people so you start to wonder, like, I'm just small little me. Why would I get a message from an angel? And so I think that's why I was so curious to listen to you and listen to everyone speaking and relaying their, their experiences because it, it really is about, for me, it was about switching that focus and realizing that it's, it's not this epic storybook sort of angelic force that it really is something that can happen to all of us in our everyday lives. And, and right. I think a lot of the things that I would brush away or second guess, I think you, to take a moment and feel it inside of you and be grateful that maybe it really was an angelic intervention. Right. Native Americans have a saying where, uh, we are all part of a circle. I love this because they say nobody is behind you. Nobody is in front of you, nor are you behind anyone or in front of anyone. We're all equal in the circle. And mm -hmm. I think that gets so lost in our, especially American culture, yeah. that this person thinks they're better or um, you feel less than this person, whatever side of the fence you're on that we lose sight of the fact that we're all very special, unique creatures, mm -hmm. creations. And in that, the angels are there to help everybody. Mm -hmm. 
they're messengers, they're mediators, they have all these varying roles. And at the same time, they're warriors. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably where the, the big strong part comes in, is that they're, they're warriors for us and, and they're to protect us. Yep. That's a huge piece of, of their job and a huge piece of their message. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's, it is. It's, it's miraculous and not miraculous all at the same time because it's, it's every day. It's every moment. Right. So, well, Pamela, I am so glad that you came on Survivor Angels today. Oh, it was fun you. to catch up a little bit ahead of time here and everything. And, uh, and I'm sure everybody is going to enjoy your stories and be intrigued by them as well. Great. And hopefully it will help them to figure out their stories of angels. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook at Survivor Angels Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.